I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. Joining me today is Coach Bob DeVries of New Mexico Highlands University. He's a former runner for them. He has had 10 years of high school coaching experience and almost 30 years of collegiate coaching at New Mexico Highlands University. He is a two-time RMAC Coach of the Year, has had top 10 cross-country national teams in 98 and 2007, and his 2018 women's uh, track team won the outdoor RMAC title and was seventh at nationals that, that year. Thank you for joining me, Coach. Yeah, yeah, sure. Thanks for uh, having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, for those people that uh, don't know, I grew up in Las Vegas where New Mexico Highlands is. And, you know, I got started running my seventh grade year, which was actually the year I had you as, a, as my social studies teacher, which was right around the time you were starting at highlands yeah that was uh it's a long time ago so uh, <laughs> we uh yeah we go back a long way and i used to teach at the middle school and then uh, go over in the afternoons and and coach at highlands uh and that was that was what i did for for almost 20 years that's the way it was until they uh hired me full-time here at highlands that's pretty cool and how did you know you wanted to get into coaching well, that's uh, it's a little bit of a long story, but uh, but I think it's kind of interesting. I I was I was a distance runner in high school, and not not a very good distance runner. But uh, there was this magazine that started coming out back then, and it was kind of passed around almost underground. With I had an older runner who had gone off to college would give me mimeographed copies of a of a thing called Runner's World, and <laughs> and it was it was to me it was eye-opening at the time you know i know now it's like you know a lot of it's fluff and stuff but but there was some serious training and things like that and i would read it and i would be like wow we're not doing any of this and my high school track coach was not interested at all in distance runners and i would question some of the things we did and he called me into the office one day and, and we kind of had it out and he said to me from across the desk he said devries if you're so damn smart you coach the distance runners. And I said, okay, can I start tomorrow? And, and um, I, I basically began writing workouts and, and coaching our distance group when I was a sophomore in high school. And I, I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed learning about running and I, I enjoyed the, the connections. And, and I continued to do that uh, through, through the next couple of years. And then my senior year, a, a guy who I ran on the 4x4 four four with for, for three years, he wrote in my yearbook, uh, Bob, you're going to be a great coach one day. And I don't know that I'm, I've ever achieved that. You know, I certainly, I certainly don't, don't think I'm a great coach. I, uh, but, you know, it opened my eyes or it made me think, hey, maybe this is something I could do. And, and really since then, um, I've always, I've always felt that, that was was where I was headed, and that's what I ended up doing with my life. I that is such an amazing and an interesting story. It's just, you know, everybody's got such a crazy story and how they got into running or what you know what kept them continued, like, and and to to get into coaching kind of at at that age, you know, I can't I can't imagine doing that myself. I can't imagine any of the kids I coach having that that much uh I, I can't even think of the right word that much being able to do that themselves they're like i got this not as a sophomore anyway i you know i don't know i was i guess i was i was kind of a smart ass and and pretty pretty full of myself at the time too you know that's i'm sure there was there was that part of it and at some point they were hoping i'd go away but I also have to say that um, while my track coach was was not interested in distance running, my cross country coach 
who, who was not allowed to do anything with, with track. You know how that is sometimes. He was, he was a great guy. He didn't know much about training, but he, he cared about his athletes. I can remember we would go to his, his office. He, he was a drafting teacher, and I never took a drafting class, but I was in his office two or three times a day just listening to him. And I observed the way he was with his family and the lifestyle that he had. And as a matter of fact, um, my, my son, uh, my son's middle name actually is, is um, his last name um, because he had that kind of impact on me. So, you know, I, I had both, I kind of had both, both sides, you know, I had a, a good mentor and my cross country coach. And then I was basically thrown into, Hey, you, you need to learn about your sport on the other side. So, uh, yeah. I think, you know, that relationship between a teacher, a coach, and a, and a student, an athlete, is one of the most powerful connections and, and can sometimes, depending on what's going on in that kid's life, can be almost more impactful than, than the parents because it's somebody oh. kind of neutral that they can go to. With, you know, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, you know, I, I can, there's been many, many times when I've had parents over the years, both as a high school coach and a college coach, you know, come to me and say, Hey, he or she will listen to you. Will you talk to them? Those relationships, I mean, that to me, you know, being a good coach is all about building relationships. It really is. Uh, you build relationships through recruiting, through working with people, your peers, your mentors, uh, all of that stuff is, um, so critical to being successful and you know part of what makes to me makes coaching not just x's and o's anybody can write a write a workout i mean hell there's there's a hundred ways to train a, a good distance runner but learning how to build relationships and confidence and and trust is you know you know you you were a student athlete yourself and 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 you coach now so um you know you understand that, and, and that's that's critical to, to being successful in this business. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. And, you know, on that note, it's I think those relationships are, are especially important now as we're trying to navigate this world of, of uncertainty and, and not knowing, you know, for a long time if if running was coming back, what it would look like what it would look like in different conferences, what it's going to look like at, at the high school level. And so, you know, what was that like working with, you know, ha knowing the relationships you had with the kids already there, but trying to form new relationships with your incoming freshmen with, with this uncertainty surrounding all of that. Yeah, that that's definitely been difficult. You know, we essentially shut down. I was, I was at the indoor track championships, uh, in mid-March and 16 hours before one of our athletes was scheduled to, to compete, they shut it down and came home. We were on spring break and they extended spring break and that was it, you know, and then we ended. So I haven't seen, I haven't seen a, a single distance runner um, other than, now and maybe in the last week, I've I've run into them. We're not we're not allowed to start practicing until the 24th, but you know, so it's been months without any direct face-to-face -face contact. Um, had a couple Zoom calls and that sort of stuff. Um, I have tried, you know, I I try. We we establish message groups and and I've encouraged people to post workouts and we've done challenges, but it's it's been different. It, absolutely, it's been different. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what kind of shape anybody's coming back in. Um, you know, hopefully they've been honest with me in terms of their training and what they've what they've sent me and posted. And uh, but it it certainly hasn't been possible to build the, to even begin to build real good relationships with with incoming people. Um, I I just saw, as a matter of fact, we're doing COVID nineteen testing this morning. Uh, with some of our athletes that, that are just getting here. And one of my freshman runners came up and came to the line. And I looked at him and I thought, that guy looks like a runner. And, but I, but I didn't know who he was, you know, 
And uh, so I went over and introduced myself, and sure enough, it was one of our, our freshmen. But I just did it based on the fact that, well, he's here. He doesn't look like a baseball player or football player. He looks he could play basketball, but I think he's a runner. And he was wearing running shoes, so so <laughs> I took I took a chance. But you know, I haven't I haven't been able to to meet or see people, and so that's been uh, it's been challenging. It's been challenging. We're going to have our first socially distanced. Everybody in masks, a uh, little get-together, a meeting today in the park in the middle of campus. And you know, we're going to have a circle, and everybody's going to be six feet apart. And, and we're just going to go over some of the things that we, we uh, maybe can expect uh, for the coming season. Uh, be the first time I, I see some of these student-athletes face-to-face. Well, I'm sure they're, they're looking forward to, to getting to see you face-to-face as well, those that haven't and to you know kind of get to know some of their team and teammates as best they can under under the circumstances and um you know what are what are practices going to look like with with some of the restrictions the state restrictions you know wearing the masks and things like distancing right we've um you know we are probably uh, because we've got a decent sized group you know we we are a program where we try to have 50 cross-country runners, we'll, we try to have maybe 10 women, 10 men, um, keep it small enough and manageable enough that we can travel. So, But at 10, that's that's kind of the limit of where we are in terms of the groups that we can have. So we probably are going to, I normally, because I run both men and women, uh, we normally practice together. We normally travel out into the mountains in a, in a, in a van uh, in the afternoons two or three times a week. And, you know, those things are going to have to change. We're probably going to have to have two. Well, we're not probably definitely for the time being going to have to have two separate practices, and then a st- figuring out times. Everybody's still in class. You know, they do have their online. Some of the some of the classes are going to be held at their normal time. Some are going to be asynchronous. So it's just when you can get the work done. But we need to figure out you know the schedule for practices and stuff like that. But it's going to be two separate practices. As of right now, I, I'm not clear if we have to wear masks when we're running, okay? I know that one one source said yes, another source in the NCA resocialization says you don't have to if you're doing outside physical activity. We're hoping that we at least don't have to wear masks on Monday. We'll, we, we can officially start practice on Monday, and um, hopefully we'll have that ironed out by then. You know, <laughs> I... I'm sure you as a cross-country coach, when you're working with your kids, and we, we all preach, you know, pack. Let's pack. Let's, right. let's, let's run together, you know, run fast, run together, you know. And now uh, it's kind of we're preaching the opposite. Don't pack up. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't be breathing on, uh, on, on John's uh, neck, right. <laughs> you know. And so that, uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, whether, whether I'm procrastinating or just trying to roll things around in my head. I haven't, I haven't figured out exactly how I'm going to socially distance all our practices. You know, our, our real hope is that all of our kids come back negative uh, after this round of COVID testing. And then we've been preaching, you've got to keep your circle small. You know, if, the, if we're going to be able to have a season we can't be taking risks and exposing ourselves. And if we can stay, you know, you look at the NBA and the, the hockey league, they, they've really successfully managed their, their return, but they've stayed in bubbles, you know, and they've, they've, whereas the baseball, although they're continuing to go, they've had a lot of games canceled. They've had a lot of positive tests. They've had dozens of games that have to be canceled because they didn't create a bubble. I said, we, we can't create a bubble here but we have to do the best we can to try to simulate that and, and keep our circle of, of people small and allow our season to go forward. So, so we're taking all those things into account and still working through the actual mechanics of how we're going to run 10 times 800 with a minute rest come Monday. You know what I mean? Right. And that and that makes sense. It's it's something that you know me and and my head coach uh, Dominic Maestas have been talking about as well. Is how do we 
navigate working, you know, in, in first of all, in these small pods, because that's what NMAA has, has set up for us, no more than five at a time, and, you know, keep them keep them distanced while at the same time, you know, like you talked about, some of those easy runs, they're supposed to go out and, and just do a long run next to each other and just chatting and, and yeah. have fun, and, and that's how they bond. And That's part of building the relationships, you know? Yep. Exactly. And so trying to figure out how we do that in this time of preaching, don't pack up is, you know, it's difficult to wrap your head around for sure. Yep. It absolutely is. Absolutely is. And I don't, so I don't, I don't have an answer. If you, if you and Dom come up with something, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we will. I've been, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, and it's harder watching, you know, I've seen a couple of YouTube videos of, some different yeah. groups of, of some different, you know, collegiate groups running and, and they're all packed up and they're all running together. And, and then yeah. they talk about putting on their masks, you know, afterward and that's good, but it, it's strange to see them all running together, no masks. And, you yeah. know, every state obviously is a little bit different, right. but you know, when we're hearing different things, it's, it's, um, it's also hard to then tell the kids, well, you can't right. do that, even sure. though they're probably watching the same videos. Absolutely. They're looking at stuff as well and seeing, and, you know, I, I think that New Mexico, we have some of the, you know, tougher restrictions and, you know, I, I, I'm certainly on board with, with tough restrictions. You know, I want, I want this all, I want this to go away. I want us to get it under control and, you know, hopefully we can have good seasons in the spring, but, but, um, you know, other states, you know, are, are going full bore with cross country on, on a college level. And, uh, frankly, for lack of a better term, I don't know, they're treating it like it, it doesn't exist. And that's that's not the direction we're going. Right. And so, the, you know, you are part of the RMAC, the uh, Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, and their late, last statement, which I think was on the 6th of August, was that they are postponing uh, most of the fall sports, but cross-country would be basically run... Um, to the best of the abilities without the national championships, which was canceled across the board. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're, we are having a season, and there are meets being planned in Colorado, Nebraska, South Dakota, within our conference. Uh, now, we, as a team, we're, we can't participate in those out-of-state things because if we left the state, we'd have to quarantine for 14 days when we got back. And, and obviously we can't bring anybody in because you're supposed to quarantine for 14 days when you arrive. So we're in a situation where the rest of the conference is going to be able to compete against each other a little bit. Although I will say this, with the, since that statement came out, we had a coaches meeting and, and there was pretty much a lot of, uh, I would call gung ho, let's go, let's have these races, let's, you know, and since that time, at least two races have been canceled uh, because maybe their administration or training staff didn't feel comfortable. So even the Colorado uh, schools are finding it difficult to, to schedule races. Um, but for us, you know, here in New Mexico, what we've had to do is create a in-state schedule. And right now there are only four schools on the collegiate level that are going forward with cross country. Uh, you know, UNM as part of the Mountain West and, and NMSU as part of the WAC both ended up postponing their, their fall seasons. Uh, Eastern New Mexico as part of the Lone Star. The Lone Star is having cross country, but Eastern unilaterally decided to cancel their, their cross country season. So we're left with Western New Mexico, New Mexico Junior College, New Mexico Military Institute, which does have a women's college program, and then us. And so we've worked out a, a three-meet schedule rotating between those those institutions. And we're going to open our season uh, Friday, September 25th, here at the uh, Gene Torres Golf Course in beautiful Las Vegas, New Mexico. Uh, women will run a 4K, men will run a 6K just to get the rust out. And then we're going to go forward. And then we will be able to go to the conference championship because that's going to be the culminating event. There's not going to be a national uh, meet. So we'll be able to run those three races as well as the conference meet in, 
uh, at the end of October. And who's hosting the conference meet this year? It's scheduled to be in Golden, uh, Colorado School of Mines. I know that from the conference call that we had last week, there was a little bit of trepidation on the part of the mines coach. He wasn't a hundred percent. He didn't see him a hundred percent sure. Um, there is a backup plan to go to Colorado Springs, which does have the Monument Valley uh, reserved for that day, if if necessary. As of as of this morning, I hadn't heard anything that was changed. So I. I I guess we're still scheduled to go to Golden October 24th. And then, you know, that would be it for us. And we come back, we can quarantine. Our, our cross-country season will be over at that point. And um, so we'll just take a little break at that point, and people will just run on their own. We won't have team practices. Right. And it's kind of interesting, you know, trying to configure just a New Mexico season like that when I know sometimes kind of up north, it's it's almost like, you know, Adams State there in, in Durango and, and even um, uh, Fort Lewis there in, in, in Durango. Yes. Sorry, Adams State and Alamosa, Fort Lewis and Durango, you know, almost seem more geographically um, closer than obviously sure. going down to, to Hobbs. Yeah, sure. I mean, we can, you know, we could drive up to Adams. I think they're having their, their meet on September, uh, I think it's going to be on September 11th or 12th. You know, I mean, we could we could drive up there and run and, and be back in the afternoon, you know, but we just we, we can't do it. So, uh, you know, we're going to make it work. Uh, our, the thing that I will say is, you know, our kids want to run. Uh, they, they, they miss the outdoor season, you know, uh, our women who, who run track. Our men, obviously, we only have cross country, but our women haven't raced a distance race, uh, you know, since indoor track. And... Everybody's looking forward to getting going. I haven't had one person say, you know, coach, I don't feel, I don't feel safe, or I don't feel ready, or I don't feel like this is something we should be doing. I would say it's 100% that they want to compete. And I, for me, you know, I'm an old man. I, I need to be careful. Right. <laughs> but but uh, uh, you know, I've been a cheerleader for that all along. I've been a cheerleader for for let if we can run, let's run. Let's get some races and and let's let's have a season. And you know, I, I have to admit to, I'm I'm not 100% sure. Just because we can, we should. You know, I think we've done everything we can to to make it as safe as possible, and and we have a lot of mitigation, uh, you know, protocols in place. And but there's no 100% guarantee and. You know, I, I worry a little bit about some of the unknown long-term effects of, of COVID-19 on, on athletes, on all people, but especially distance runners. You know, there's talk about cardiorespiratory fitness and being affected long-term. And, and so these are all things that, that just go, in your, go through your mind as you're thinking about how we're going to do this. And, you know, um, but I feel like our school has, has really done a good job of of putting plans in place, um, and we're going to do everything we can to keep our student athletes safe, healthy, and and have a season. I think that's great, and and you know I think that you know for me I feel the same way. It's it's those unknown factors, those you know those kind of lingering heart lung issues that. Some people just continue to to have past kind of the normal incubate incubation period, and it's just we we just don't know enough about it yet, and and it and that part does you know scare me a little bit as well. It's it's hard to you know everybody wants to be out there, but you know we do want to be as safe as possible. Right. For we're, we're we're cross country coaches, you know we 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 coach the uh, the the most. I'm biased and you're biased, but yeah. people that listen to a running podcast are probably biased as well. You know, we coach the fittest, most self-disciplined, most uh, determined group of, of student athletes around, you know, and if anybody can, can have the self-discipline to stay within their, their circle, keep themselves safe, I think certainly uh, cross-country distance runners is a group that can do it. 
Absolutely. Well, and, you know, touching on that point, any, any athlete that's going to go out there and work straight for an hour and go out for just an hour long run, no breaks, no nothing. There's very few sports that, that do that. That's right. That's right. The old, the old joke about, uh, you know, well, I had an easy, uh, we had, we had a relaxing day or an easy, what'd you do? Oh, 10 miles easy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Nobody, nobody else in the world does 10 miles easy. Exactly. You know, you talked about the, the school and New Mexico Highlands doing everything they can to be as safe as possible. And you did have a couple of athletes, I believe, um, might've been three athletes who came in and, and tested positive, uh, at the school recently, correct? That's right. We had a volleyball, one, one each from volleyball, softball, and soccer that tested positive. Um, those, they were put into uh, isolation, were co- conducting contact tracing. Uh, you know, I believe uh, we have a meeting today at 1, actually, to, to discuss some of that. And, you know, they can't give out all the details because of privacy rules and, and considerations. But they are following, you know, the, the protocols that we have in place. Uh, isolating, contact tracing, and keeping exposure to a minimum. Uh, nobody felt that we were going to come in here and have zero positives. But we tested over 150 student-athletes in that first round, and we had three positives. So that's that's pretty good, you know, uh, yeah. percentage-wise. And so we feel, we feel good about that. We don't feel good about anybody testing positive, but we feel good about the, the percentage. Right, and that's easier than to kind of manage that, you know, a smaller group uh, right. as opposed to a, a, a larger population. Right. And the good thing, too, is, or uh, at least that makes it perhaps more manageable here. You know, you hear, like this morning, I heard, or yesterday, you know, University of North Carolina is sending everybody home. Oklahoma State is has got this outbreak on campus, and, and different places have outbreaks occurring, Notre Dame even. Um, one of the things is probably 85 or 90% of the people that are back on our campus are student athletes. You know, a lot of the normal, regular students decided they can just study from home. They don't need to be in the dorm to take an online class. So the majority of our people that are here are student athletes, and they have a stake in, in what happens, and they have a stake in making it work. And we don't have... You know, here in New Mexico, bars aren't open, restaurants are, are limited, so that we and we don't have a big party scene uh, downtown where all the students are going to be going and getting together. So those things kind of work in our favor as well. Absolutely. You know, it is interesting, you know, because of that, it is hard to, you know, visualize kind of Las Vegas without the, the college population kind of out and about and, and doing their thing, but... You know, all of, again, all of this is is not normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's it, you know, there's been some there's been some some pushback. You know, I mean, there are people in the community that are like, why are we bringing in people from all over the country? You know, to be athletes at Highlands, and then other people are like, wait a minute, you if Highlands shuts down, what's going to happen to Vegas? And so you know, there's there's both sides, and I've I've preached to our athletes, hey. People are going to be watching to see what we do, and people are going to be watching you in the community. And, and you know, if you are you wearing a mask? Are you socially distancing? Are you are you doing the things that we've promised the community that we are going to do to uh, keep people safe? And and that's that's part of our responsibility. Me as a coach, all the way down through the athlete, athletes and and the things we do. Absolutely, I, I agree, and I think even at the high school level. We've had to tell our kids the the same thing, even though we're not meeting with them right now, and just make sure that you know you you have eyes on you. People are going to, you know, call the the school or the NMAA or whoever they can get a hold of and say, "Hey, you're." We saw this person wearing their Sandia gear, and there was a group of them, or they were, you know, and it's yeah. it's there's a lot more eyes on us than normally would be. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. You know. Um, oh. I was gonna start. To, I, I was. I was ready to, to take over the interview. No, I'm, Go for it. <laughs> I just, you know, I want to. I want to talk about the kids we got coming in. You know, some of the good New Mexico kids. I, uh, you know, um, 
and I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about getting going with this group of, of young athletes, and you know, hopefully we can have a, a good season. And looking forward to working with uh, you know, shoot, we our our entire team really, with the exception we have one girl coming in from Chicago, then we have uh, three international guys on the men's side, uh, but everybody else is New Mexico, and so that's exciting for us. You know, I like to. Uh, I love New Mexico kids, and can't wait to get started with this group. I, you know, I, that's the one thing I've always. I mean, there's there's many things I've admired about you, but you know, that's that's one of it. You've always had a good group of New Mexico kids. You know, obviously Sal Gonzalez, who I who I interviewed a few weeks ago. You know, from Pecos coming in yeah. and then running for you. A couple of guys that I ran with back when I started, um, Jason Humphreys and. Yep. Hughes, you know, who I, I mean, I just idolized because they were amazing back back then. And, you know, all these other, you know, countless runners that I've run with, run against, um, Eloy Sanchez and uh, or Roper uh, and and just um, and, and so I'm excited. You know, I had Jasmine Turtle Morales on early when I started this. Who, who Oh, she's she's raring to go, man. She's raring to go. She's been so anxious to get started yeah and i'm excited i'm excited to see her run for you i'm excited to 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 see them all all so i mean who who are some of the incoming freshmen obviously i mentioned jasmine but who are some of the other ones coming in for you okay so we we, we do have jasmine who's you know a, a big deal for us to to get somebody of that caliber and she's been she's she's been training down in lincoln She's got a secret uh, little training area down there in the mountains and uh, staying away from all the COVID. And so uh, she's been sending me her workouts and, and uh, I feel very, I feel very good about the, the condition that she, she uh, probably is in right now. I'll see her this afternoon. Uh, we also signed Faith Lavato from, from Rio Rancho. She's, she's such a smart young lady and she's run, you know, she's a good runner and her, her, her sister has done really well down at Western New Mexico, and we're so we're looking forward to having her. Her and Jasmine are actually sweet mates right now, so they're 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 not sharing a room, but they're right next to each other. And I'm looking forward. I, I know they went out for a run yesterday. They're looking forward to getting started. We signed uh, Mia Vigil from Powake. We signed Ileana Tapia out of Zuni. Well, Jackie Gamez, she's the Chicago girl. But so we got those four new freshmen from New Mexico that we're looking forward to, to seeing. And then we signed Jaziel Salazar from ATC. Uh, we have Tristan Sam out of Cuba. Michael Marshall uh, from Navajo Pine. He was, you know, he was a state champion, one of the, I think one of the best runners in the state mm-hmm. over the last two or three years. Um, so we're looking forward to those, all, um, all those guys, young, young men and young women and getting them going you know, Michael Michael and Jasmine were, were big for us to sign because you know frankly it's tough to to get kids sometimes to think about coming to New Mexico Highlands and even when Jasmine was going to sign with us I know there were people in Albuquerque that were were telling her what what are you doing you're gonna go to Highlands you know but we had a great visit with her and her family and I think it's gonna be a really nice fit for her and Michael Marshall, he's he's raring to go. He he got here the other day and was calling me, texting me, who can I go run with? Who can I go run with? And so we hooked him up with uh, John Hall, who's a uh, young was our number two man last year from Powake, and uh, they've been doing a little bit of training together. So uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm excited about the group that we have. And hopefully the training that they've put in, and we got about five weeks once we get started on Monday. We'll have about five weeks before we open up our season here at the golf course. Maybe by then we'll be able to have spectators. I, I don't know if we will, but uh, we'll at least get started, you know, and we'll race. Right. Well, and like you said, I mean, I, I understand the difficulties of, of trying to get people to, to run for Highlands, um, you know, Growing up in Vegas, it obviously wasn't my first choice. I, I felt like I needed to, to yeah. get out and explore. And, you know, it's, I mean, even being in the conference you're at, because it is such a difficult conference with Western Colorado, 
Adam State, I mean, two of the best, not just yeah. in Division Two, but, I mean, they can compete with most of the Division One schools out there. Yeah, it's the toughest D2 conference in, in America when it comes to distance running. And you know, we had, you you mentioned in the earlier in the podcast we, that we finished in the top 10 in cross country twice at the national meet. And the funny or interesting or whatever you want to call it, the thing about that is both of those times we were fifth at the conference championships. We were fifth at the conference championships and we were 10th in the nation. So... Uh, it's wow. just, you know, and in our region, which combines the Lone Star, um, it's just, it's, it's a tough, tough distance region to, to make inroads and, and, uh, you know, but also we get to run against the best in the country. So I tell people when we line up or at the RMAC race, you're running in, in the one race that everybody in D2 is interested in everybody in d2 uh, at the end of the day on saturday is going to be looking for the results from the rmac championship and see what happened and to be able to be part of that and um you know even though i i don't i don't like adam state (laughs) (laughs) no Uh, uh, um, the uh, i guess some of my runners that you mentioned sal and and waylon and those guys could tell you a little bit about that but but uh I appreciate the energy that that surrounds the RMAC championship. It's just, I mean, there's not too many cross country races where you see people tailgating, you know, right. prior to, and so it, it does. I obviously this year is going to be a little bit different, but we're still going to be part of the RMAC, and that's something that I've always appreciated and look forward to. Yeah, I'm excited about that as well for for whatever it looks like. And, you know, you talk about, you know, not the RMAC, you know, in general, but even your home meet. Uh, do you know exactly, are you just going to run it like you like you normally do, same course? But, I mean, is there special considerations? I know for high school, like, we're not supposed to have a finishing shoe. There's not supposed yeah. to be warm-up tents, things like that. Right. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on those details. I mean, we're going to run a 2,000-meter loop course. Um, because we will have pretty limited entries, I can't. We're only going to have uh, even at the most on the women's side. There won't be more than than thirty five runners, I would think, to forty. Forty could be the max. Um, and so I, I don't really feel like we'll need to do like any kind of stagger start. But uh, the finish line will just be an open area. Uh, we'll we'll just record times as you know as as the athletes come along come across. We're not going to have a shoot. Um, one of the things I'm a little, um, I'm wondering about, um, is restrooms, you know, I know that the NMAA is pushing for so many restrooms and having them sanitized after every use. Right. Um, you know, I don't know if I got to have somebody stationed there with a can of Lysol spray and, uh, or, or what, you know, I really don't, I need to, I really need to figure out those details. But we're not going to have, you know, not we're not going to have an award ceremony where everybody's piled up together. We're going to give out T-shirts as as people come across the line and 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 get people on their way. But the one thing that for me that cross country, you know, I always ask for. This is what I ask for: give me an accurately me- uh, a fair, accurately measured course, and give me a time that I can depend is right, and give me a result. If there's if it's a team race, other than that, the the other stuff that's extemporaneous and and you know what kind of awards you get or if you stand up on a podium or all that. I mean, while it's good to be recognized, I think the essence of cross country is getting out there, racing against somebody, and and getting a getting a time over a, over an accurately measured course that that you can believe in. And so that's um, that's what we're going to offer. I, I think that's great. I mean, obviously, there's that that community building that is kind of just built into running in general. But when it comes down to it, you know, if you've got someone in front of you that you can chase down, and that's 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 what it's all about. Exactly. It's it's it, it's racing. You know, it's racing. And um, I, I I mentioned times. I think I'm, I know you. I know Dom. I know you guys. You don't you don't talk about like cross country in terms of oh you've got a PR you've got to do this you know you go to courses that are 
either the, the crazy tough or, or the, you're running through sand. Cross country is about racing people, not about chasing times. And while most college places, you know, they, college people like to run fast, so they try to keep their courses, you know, fairly flat or, or, or fair, I guess. Sometimes in high school, I felt like places were, were competing to have the toughest course. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you're, you're I, I'm not trying to give anything away here, but you're old enough that you probably ran at St. Catharines in Santa Fe, right? Yep. You, I mean, I remember the first time I saw that course at St. Catharines and people just walking up that sand hill. And I was like, geez, that is coming down that arroyo and then having to hit that sand hill. I mean, it was tough. It was tough. And there's, you know, but that's, that's the cool thing about cross country and the cool thing about New Mexico. Or, I mean, I've seen a lot of interesting courses and, uh, you know, that's one of the things I love about cross country and probably you do as well. Oh yeah. I mean, I could, I could have an episode, just me talking of the courses I ran. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You need to do that. You need to get the the top 10 historic or whatever courses in New Mexico because there's been there's been a lot of them. Some of them, you know, like the St. Catharines, obviously no longer in use. But but there are a lot of interesting, uh, interesting places where races have been held. Oh, yeah. There was one at Santa Fe High back in the day. They they started out on on the soccer field and you went out and you took. I mean, they, there was a gate that could, you know, you, you started, you had a, a ton of teams. I mean, yeah, there was probably 10, no, 15 to 20 teams there on a soccer field, all scrunched together. And you run across and you go through a gate that can fit about five people wide. And you take <laughs> a sharp left. Yeah. And it turns into a trail that can fit maybe two wide. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's bobbed wire on one side just lines of cactuses on the other and so you know in that hundred meters of that soccer field you had to be up front or you were pretty much screwed for the race yeah yeah well i i, I uh, we went to fort lewis one year um back on Waylon and uh, uh sal were running and uh they did similar thing and it narrowed down to just a little basically one one person track and i Waylon was really running tough at the time, and I told him, man, you just get out, get in the lead, and don't let anybody, you know, anybody wants to pass you, they got to go out in the cactus or, or, or the weeds to do it. And, uh, and he'll, he'll tell you, to, I believe that's the race where he beat, uh, he beat uh, Abdirahman. Oh, wow. <laughs> of, course, uh, of course, obviously went on to, uh, Abdirahman was running for Pima at the time, and uh, obviously went on to, to be one of the best distance runners, you know, in, in in American history, right? But Waylon beat him that day, and uh, he took him out and never let him catch up. That's that's awesome. That's an amazing story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, you know, going back again to to these these incoming freshmen and these returners you have right now. I know the NCAA has kind of suggested. I don't know if they've officially said that. They, they want to be able to have that eligibility for those runners that, that missed this season. So mm-hmm. with you running this season, do they still do, is that using their eligibility or are they still getting eligibility back since there is no championship? Right. At this point, we the, the schedule that we have, including the RMAC championship, will not trigger a season of competition for, for anybody. So essentially even though they're, they're small races or whatever, essentially uh, the student athletes will get to, to run this fall, uh, compete at the RMAC, and still have whatever eligibility um, they have remaining. Freshmen next year, essentially will have four years. You know, so like for Faith and Jasmine and Mia and, and, and Michael Marshall, those guys, um, this is going to be almost like an exhibit. I guess we could call it almost an exhibition season. You're going to get to compete but you're not going to trigger any uh, season of competition. Uh, we don't. Uh, we have one one senior girl who can run and come back, maybe start on her masters if she if she wants to. Uh, so you know those. I find that interesting. You know the it, the NCAA has been been pretty lenient about teams that are impacted, individual student athletes impacted by by COVID nineteen. And one of the things that they the reason they're doing this is. You know, 
teams aren't, aren't going to be able to run complete seasons because of the restrictions. And so they've said, essentially, if you run 50% of your maximum meets and you have a championship, you can still maintain uh, that season of competition. So it, it's kind of a no-lose no situation, right? Right. Uh, you get to run, race, and and you still get to come back the, the following year without without having lost a season. So, you know, we have our young man from Australia who was our number one kid last year, Andrew Moore. You know, he was debating, you know, should I come back? Should I stay? There's no, no nationals. And I told him, well, selfishly, I want you back. You know, I mean, I want you here. I want you training with the group. Um, and finally, he decided he is going to come back because he says, well, I get to see everybody. I get to train. I get to race. And I don't lose a season. So, right. so you know, I mean, um, it's been uh, – I was surprised when I saw that decision come from the NCA because usually they're, they're, they're pretty tough on that kind of stuff. But obviously we're living in a, in a unique time and, and they've, they've, you know, given some, some leniency or leeway uh, to allow for that. Right. I agree with you. It is nice to see them, you know, be, be more flexible in this than they have with some of the things in the past and you know it's it's basically like having a red shirt year without having to to trigger that which is which is right. pretty amazing for a lot of these yeah. athletes it is it really is you know and a lot of student athletes take five years to graduate although i although you know you and i both know that cross-country distance runners are are a group that that takes care of business in the classroom and and typically you know just graduate on time. Hey, you got four years to run. You got four years to graduate, and you, you tell that to a cross country runner, and they're like, "Okay, yeah." yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes others, uh, you know, shoot, I have sprinters who are like four years. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but uh, but you do get that extra year, and we have we have quite a few, you know, in cross and track that either they they have a red shirt year or or something happens and. Uh, we have a we have a lot of people that start on their masters and get their scholarship uh, for that first year of their masters, and then typically transition into like a graduate assistant or not necessarily with with the athletic program, but but in their their field, and so it it does it does help. Right, and so I want to pivot a little bit towards the future, in yeah. the sense of we don't know if. New Mexico will continue at the high school level with cross country. It's scheduled right now to to start in October and have a season that runs into to December. But obviously, you know anything can change in a moment. And so, you know, those kids that lost out, those those kids that are seniors now, they were looking to have those good times. They were looking to kind of make a name for themselves. You know, what can they do, you know, coming from you as a college coach to impress upon the colleges they want to go to that that they're worth looking at in this time of they may not have those times because they they were they were they felt like they were about to hit them. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that is challenging. I, you know. I'm hopeful like you are that there is going to be a season for them to, to run and race, you know, and I think that there are cross country races, road races, even track races going on all around. One of the things, you know, that, that I'm seeing a lot of our, our virtual races, I would encourage, you know, number one is boom, let's, let's assume they're going to have a season and, and you're going to get to have a state championship and you're going to get to put your name out there. And, and, but what if, what if that doesn't happen? Well, then you've got options of well, are there are there going to be any USATF or or you know junior national kind of things that you can you can race? I don't I I think you could tell me better than this, but like Nike stuff has that been canceled? Yeah, yeah, they canceled the they canceled that already. Yeah, so you know those competitions might not be available, but I think that I think that if that if the season does get canceled, there's going to be a lot more of these virtual races. Um, that occur and opportunities like that. And, and I will say, you know, for me and me personally, I'm not somebody who says, well, you didn't, you didn't break four twenty in the mile or, or whatever it is, you know, or you didn't break 10 minutes at two miles. I, you can't run, you know, I'm somebody who looks for a coach 
in, in a coach recommendation for somebody that's a good student, a hard worker, positive thinker, and then we let the chips fall where they may in terms of, of talent. You know, of course, I would rather get an email from somebody that's running uh, a, a young lady that's run 18 flat for 5K in high school and, and say, oh, I can't wait to come. But at the same time, you know, I get emails all the time from, from young ladies that, that are running 21 minutes, but their coach tells me, and this girl is a good student, she works hard, she's somebody that you want on their team, and, and I've got two young ladies like that right now that I'm, I think are going to be my, you know, they're going to be my top five, and they weren't breaking 21 minutes coming out of high school. So getting your name out there, being known as somebody that, that works hard and believes in what they're doing and, and has positive thinking. I, I think that that is probably going to go a long way if seasons are canceled. If we don't, what if we don't have track? What if it, what if it continues on and it's just a, you know, um, so, but if you want to get times and you want to show something, I know that there are going to be virtual things where, where, you know, you had said, yeah, you, you, get on the track or you find a loop that's that's flat and fast and you run and you throw them into this this uh, race and see where they where they end up um, but really just trying to establish a relationship if you've got a time as a sophomore from track and so, you know college coaches can extrapolate and everybody's going to be in the same boat you know looking for and this is, I, I kind of, I, I'm, no, I, I was going to say I kind of like it. I don't like it. But one of the things that, that I, I always, I've never really depended on times, you know. And so for me, it's watching somebody run, uh, finding out if they have the heart to, to be a distance runner, to, to really compete, you know, to be, uh, you know, you've seen the movie Seabiscuit. Yeah. And, you know, that eye, you know, you're next, you're running next to Man of War and, and uh, just, do you have that, do you have that heart to, to dig down? You know, everybody who's, who's hurting, everybody in a, in a distance race, in a cross country race at the end or in the, the, you know, the last thousand meters, everybody's hurting. It's who can dig down, find something extra, um, race hard to the finish and, and, make the other person hurt. Oh man, I'm getting excited about cross country. <laughs> I'm glad. You know, but but you're right. It is it's it's so much of that mental game of every, like you said, everybody's hurting and and I know well I can push, I can hurt more than that person or Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. You know, I'm looking for people with heart. But if, you know, everybody's going to be in the same boat. So, uh, you know, speaking to a high school runner or or a parent, you know, I obviously, yes, we want to have seasons. But, you know, don't despair and don't get down if you don't. You know, continue to train, continue to listen to your coaches. And if there are opportunities to run virtual races or get in a road race or or if there's these other uh, if they if they do somehow have um, open meets, um, you know, the USATF or anything like that, if they do conduct those meets, um, look for opportunities to to at least get a, a competition in. But selling yourself as a person, as a student, and as somebody who, who really wants to go for their goals, that's going to have to be the number one thing, you know, number one. Uh, absolutely. Well, I think, uh, you know, you've talked a lot about what you look for, and I think that kind of, you know, for anybody that listens to that, you know, if they're looking at your program, you've, you've got right there you know, heart and determination and, and someone who's going to work hard. And I, I think those are, you know, a, a lot of things that a lot of runners have. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, everybody sees those cliche posters or whatever, but, um, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard or, you know, but sometimes cliches are cliches because they're true, you know? And, and so um, I would take, I would take somebody that, that is going to come in and, you know, I, obviously I want talented kids, but I want I want people that want to work hard, be leaders, and um, that's that's the key. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think 
you know, again, having watched you over the years, it's, there's a lot of programs that can take a kid that have those times and get them to get, you know, drop them a little bit. And then there's other programs that are, that are better suited for taking a kid that may not have those times and continue to give them those opportunities to work and improve on, on maybe a, a limited time that they had in high school to, to get there. Sure. And, you know, we, I would tell you is people that come here get faster. You know, I just, sometimes I, I, I say, I just need faster people to start with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, but I'm, I'm proud of, you know, you mentioned some of the guys and, and, and some of the young ladies that, that we've had over the years that have just had, you know, really tremendous success. Waylon Wade came out of, of Aztec and I think 1010 or 1015 two miler um, and wanted to go to D1 schools and they, they wouldn't even look at him. And we went and, and, you know, he beat most of the D1 people that, that refused to recruit him. You know, by the time he was a sophomore, he was, you know, he was kicking butt. And so uh, that's, that's been one of the things I've been most proud of is the success of people who have come out, not blue chip, so to speak, you know, this is a can't miss all American type kid. And we've been able to have all Americans and, and be at the national meet and, and, um, and compete at a high level. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's a good place to, to stop for today. You know, there's so many other questions and, and things I want to talk to you about, but I think that just means I'll have to bring you back on again. Uh, anytime. I, I, I enjoy talking about running and, you know, cross country is, is something that I've always been very passionate about. Um, I, 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 I love the fall. Absolutely. So I got, I have one more question for you and it's the yeah. same one I end every episode with. And that's, uh, what's, what's your go-to song to get you going, get you moving right now? Oh, you know what? Uh, I, my favorite, like group is uh I, I would say the mavericks and just um any if 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 anybody ever gets a chance to see the mavericks live in a in a small concert it's it's great and just about any song by the mavericks really <laughs> is what i like, when i'm home uh and even just i'm i'm just not like feeling it that day or whatever i'll i'll just put on mavericks playlist or whatever and and it doesn't matter what song comes up. I'm singing along. I'm not, I'm, I'm a really lousy singer, <laughs> but there's no, but I don't have any neighbors that can hear me. So it works out. That's good. That's good. Um, you know, like I said, this is, this has been great and I've got plenty more questions for you. So we'll, you know, the, I'll get you on again and, and we'll talk a little bit more about your beginnings and, and uh, that or, or, you know, who knows, we might have to just come on and, and talk about this incoming class here in a few years and, and how well they're doing. So, um, great. And I'll, I'll let you know how it goes up here with our, uh, with our home meet. Yeah. I'm definitely interested to, to hear about that for sure. And, and I would, I would, if there's, uh, spectators, then I may even make the, the trek up there. I know I've got a former runner of mine that would enjoy me having the chance to, to see her run. Yeah, yeah, Lucia. Yep. Yeah, I know she's great. Man. She's great. I tell you what, you guys, you guys did a good job. Lucia's parents did a good job. Um, she is, she has got so much heart. Let me tell you, um, she had a foot injury last year, and she worked her butt off to get us to get ready for to to one run one race. That was our indoor DMR at the conference championships, and uh, man, I just. I, I appreciate her. I really do. Well, I mean, you talk about heart, and then that's a kid yeah. that's got it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go for today? No, just, you know, uh, I would, I, well, can I, I'm going I'm to advertise, all right? Yeah. Shameless, shameless promotion. If there, if there are New Mexico athletes, parents, coaches listening out there, we want you here at New Mexico Highlands. You know, I've, I'm kind of a one-man show when it comes to, to coaching and recruiting. Um, so I don't get to get out, you know, on weekends and see a lot of races and things like that. But 
I want New Mexico athletes here at New Mexico Highlands. And, and if, if you're interested in an opportunity, email me, call me, call Seb. He's got my number. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. If you can, please rate and review, but most importantly, spread the word so we can grow this community. If you know of any runners that deserve a shout out or should be interviewed, or you just want to share your runs and connect with other people, use the hashtag RunningNM on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow me at RunningNM on both these platforms. If you prefer to reach out by email, you can find me at runningnewmexico at gmail.com. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud under DJ Teach. And until next time, keep running, New Mexico.